I really would like to see a world in which my friends and loved ones, um, especially those who are queer and or not white, to be able to move freely in this world uh, without fear of violence or harassment or their safety being threatened. Um, and, you know, I, I think this podcast is is a part of that and, and hopefully is pushing us in the right direction. Hello, hello! Welcome to Young, Gifted, and Abroad, perspectives on studying abroad from past and present students of color. My name is Danielle, and I'm so excited to be able to talk to you today because today, when this episode comes out, is Juneteenth, which is also Young, Gifted, and Abroad's third anniversary. (laughs) Isn't that exciting? It's been three years that I've been doing this show, uh, which is, is kind of unbelievable. And as is tradition, or has become tradition uh, for this podcast anniversary, I am here to do a solo episode to celebrate. Now, before I dig into this episode, I do have two announcements. First, I want to shout out the Diverse International Women of Color, or DIWC, Study Abroad Scholarship Fund, Aliyah who was the guest on episode 35 of this podcast, started Diverse International Women of Color in an effort to help make the financial load easier for uh, women of color college students who are embarking on study abroad programs. And so this year, I was able to be a part of the application review committee for that scholarship. And two of the girls whose Uh, applications I reviewed were actually selected to receive scholarships this year for this um, for this year's scholarship cycle so it's very rewarding to know that I was able to help them get that so I just want to say thanks to Aaliyah and Diverse International Women of Color more generally for the chance to participate in that kudos to everyone who applied for that scholarship and congratulations to Uh, the recipients. My second announcement is that I was recently a guest on Why We Wander, which is a podcast by an organization called The Wandering Scholar. Uh, They provide grants so that underrepresented high schoolers can participate in international programs. And so the folks behind Why We Wander wanted to hear about my own study abroad experiences and also the work that I do with Young Gifted and Abroad. And so I had a wonderful discussion with them about all those things. And they expressly told me that that episode should be out uh, today as well (laughs) on June 19th. They said they were choosing this day, not only in honor of Juneteenth, but also in honor of my podcast anniversary. So uh, make sure you you all go check that out. Uh, Once again, the podcast is called Why We Wander. And thanks to Shannon, Tamara, and Marie for having me on. I had a really great time. So, uh, about this anniversary and about Juneteenth. I know Juneteenth has grown in popularity, especially over the past year following the police murder of George Floyd. But in case you don't know what Juneteenth is, I will explain it for you really quickly. So Juneteenth refers to June 19th, 
1865, which is when enslaved people in Texas, and specifically Galveston, were informed that they were no longer legally enslaved. And this was two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation went into effect. It's understood that it took a while for the news to reach Texas, uh, but there's also a theory that some people in Texas knew about it, but uh, slave owners wanted to exploit and profit off of the people they were enslaving for a little longer. Um, but either way, <laughs> but either way, the news got out, and so June 19th came to be known as Juneteenth, and a day that represents freedom for black people. I know that bondage takes various forms and many of those forms of bondage are still uh, persisting to this day. But for what it's worth, a lot of black people consider this day, Juneteenth, to be our Independence Day as opposed to uh, July 4th. So that's Juneteenth. And when I started Young Gifted and Abroad, three years ago in 2018, I picked Juneteenth as my launch day and anniversary because it was a date that I could easily remember. (laughs) And with this being a travel podcast, I felt like the whole idea of being able to move freely and to take your body and yourself wherever you want to go and to pursue your interests, whatever they may be, I felt like that aligned well with the spirit and the notion of black people becoming free that Juneteenth represents. So that is why Juneteenth and Young Gifted and Abroad are linked and are inextricably linked together. And as I mentioned, uh, since it's the anniversary, it's just going to be mostly me talking today. I usually follow a format for these solo episodes and I will be doing that again today. So to celebrate three years of Young Gifted and Abroad, I'm going to start with some reflection, sharing my thoughts about uh, the show and what this anniversary means, but also sharing some words from uh, some guests who appeared during this third year of Young Gifted and Abroad. I sent my year three guests two specific questions. If you've heard either of the past two anniversary episodes, you know what those questions are. And so I will be sharing some of their responses with you all in that portion of the episode. So that'll be, you know, a whole bunch of reflecting going on. And then after that, I will be uh, expressing some gratitude and thanking people that I want to thank and show appreciation for. And then the last part will be me sharing some sort of lesson, basically some sort of insight I've gained or a lesson I've learned along the way in hopes that it will be helpful. That's how this episode is going to go. And so let's go ahead and get started with reflection. So the funny thing is I had this whole elaborate thing planned. Um, you might know that last year, for last year's anniversary episode, I did a Q&A where I talked for a, a pretty considerable amount of time answering questions. Uh, about me. Uh, I figured, you know, since I tend to be kind of private and closed off, it'd be nice to answer people's questions so that uh, you all can learn more about me 
and I was going to do not the same thing but something that probably would have been similarly lengthy and then I thought about it and I was like mm, nah we can we can keep it uh, simple this time <laughs> maybe be a little more concise so I will just say that it's been three years since I launched Young Gifted and Abroad. It both does and doesn't feel like it's been that long that I've been doing this. And I'm just really glad to, to be here. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't have foreseen um, three years, let alone what that would look like in, in reality. Uh, being able to interview 80 people is a lot and it still doesn't kind of feel real. But you know, I did that and <laughs> I'm looking forward to continuing. You know, I'm not I'm not done yet. So uh, yeah, I guess that's basically all I have to say. <laughs> I apologize if that's not if that's a little lackluster. But yeah, I'm just really really glad Young Gifted and Abroad is still here. I'm glad to be celebrating another anniversary. As I've said previously, I'm currently on a break. In some ways I've kind of been on a, a break since like February because most of the interviews, the vast majority of the interviews that I have put out this year so far were done in January or February. And then I decided to take a break from interviewing and I only made an exception for Wendy from episode 79 and Jasmine from episode 80 because I wanted to keep up with my release schedule and, and kind of round things out at 80 episodes before the anniversary came up. But since mid-May, I've been on a complete break, haven't been interviewing or putting anything out, and I will be continuing this break, again, making another exception for this anniversary episode, uh, but we'll continue to be on break until July. Yeah, July. I was kind of jokingly saying, oh, maybe I'll take the whole summer off, but I don't know if I can... I can handle doing that. I feel like I'll start to get fidgety and will want to come back to doing this again. Um, but yeah, I say all that to say, you know, I'm still kind of like in rest mode, I guess, <laughs> which is probably why I don't have a ton to say right now. But like I said, I'm just glad to have reached three years, 80 episodes, and I'm going to keep going. And hopefully you all are looking forward to what's to come as much as I am. So as I promised, I have some words from some guests to share with you all. Uh, so as I do every year, I sent two questions to my guests, uh, specifically guests from year three. And uh, the two questions I sent them, first one is, what does freedom of movement mean to you? And the second question is um, something that I heard Ranzo from the Black Experience Japan which is a YouTube channel um, that's been around for a number of years. A question that I heard him ask people is, if the world were listening to you right now, what would you say? So first I'll be playing a couple of voice memos that Gabby from episode 62 and Sho from episode 71 sent me. And then I'll be reading a couple of emails from AJ from episode 70 and Deja from episode 74. So here goes.
freedom of movement to me means the stability financially, spiritually, foundationally, with family, emotionally, to have a foundation to lean back on um, that supports you in whatever you want to do. So for me, that may be my family at home supporting me and always being there for me in case I need them. And that's giving me the confidence to do what I need to do to travel the world, to build my business, to inspire my community and all of those things. Freedom of movement means that I have such foundational rights and and empowered by society that I can just live without being afraid of the consequences of doing that. To me, freedom of movement means freedom of mental exploration, physical adventure, and spiritual enlightenment. If the world was listening to me right now, I would say that we should love each other and that all we have is now. We have to remember where we come from to know where we want to go, but all we can do is make the best decisions with what we know now where we are now and who we are now. So make the best decisions, do what you know is right and always listen to your heart and live a good life that makes a good story. So the first thing that came to mind um, is, you know, historically, I think it's been clear to most of us growing up who has been able to move in this world the most freely. Or I guess another way of putting it is, who's forced the world to welcome them and accept them everywhere, right? But I think also with COVID, a lot of us are experiencing another level or a new level of restrictions to our ability to move and travel through the world freely. And with this kind of new world that we're living in, surprisingly enough, again, uh, it seems like the ones that are least affected by these restrictions are those that were already privileged and have had the means to just be able to dis- disregard this and, you know, travel to places like Hawaii and Puerto Rico in the middle of this pandemic. And it's, 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 it's been interesting, you know. <laughs> Um, but with that said, you know, uh, since I've moved to Japan two years ago, I've really, really just been wanting my friends and family to visit. And on a earnest note, I really would like to see a world in which my friends and loved ones, um, especially those who are queer and or not white, to be able to move freely in this world uh, without fear of violence or harassment or their safety being threatened. Um, and, you know, I, I think this podcast is is a part of that and, and hopefully is pushing us in the right direction. All right. Thank you so much for that, Gabby and show. And next, I have an email from AJ. In response to the question, what does freedom of movement mean to you? AJ writes, I remember when I read about the Green Book in elementary school, I was truly disappointed and hurt, yet relieved that my ancestors fought for my human right to live and travel anywhere I wanted in America. 
Unfortunately, my freedom of movement is not widely accepted in some parts of America till this day. Fortunately, I see this freedom of movement or love of travel expanding amongst the black and brown communities where they are leaving their American lives behind to live in places where they never thought before, like New Zealand or African cities. It's amazing and inspiring. In the beginning of learning Black history, I always thought my right to movement was limited due to my skin color. But I realized I have more opportunity than ever to relish in what it means to have freedom of movement. I am fortunate to have the privilege to have the travel experiences I've had as a young Black woman. I will never take that for granted. I owe it to trailblazers and pioneers within my family to explore the world through my gaze. And then, if the world were listening to AJ right now, what would she say? She would say, be open to more black and brown communities traveling because we are coming. There is no stopping us. (laughs) That's really great, AJ. Thanks for that. Next, I have Deja, who writes... Freedom of movement means everything to me. Being able to uproot myself and ultimately go anywhere in the world is what I imagine true freedom to be. Knowing that my ancestors could only go around the compounds of the plantations they lived on makes me appreciate the freedom of movement even more. It's why I take any and every chance I get to travel and explore because not too long ago, I wouldn't have been able to. And if the world were listening to me right now, I would tell them to make the most of their time here on Earth. Experiences and memories make life all the more special and unique to the human experience. So don't forget to take time out to have new experiences and make new memories. Hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much once again to Gabby, Sho, AJ, and Deja for responding to those questions and contributing your insight to this anniversary episode. I really appreciate it, and I hope that all of you are well. So as of yet, I don't run ads on this show, uh, but I did create and release a trailer for Young, Gifted, and Abroad at the beginning of this year in January. So I'm going to play that trailer in case y'all haven't heard it before, and we can pretend I'm taking a a commercial break. (laughs) And then uh, when that's done playing, I will be back to express some gratitude. I got a list of people in mind, and uh, I got to spend some time thanking them. So uh, please enjoy this trailer, and I'll be right back. Hello, hello. My name is Danielle, and I am the creator, host, and producer of Young, Gifted, and Abroad, a podcast that highlights perspectives on studying abroad from past and present students of color. Have you studied abroad? Wanted to, but didn't think it was accessible? Tried to, but it didn't work out? Or are you simply curious about the myriad of impactful ways that travel and education can intersect? Well, Young, Gifted, and Abroad definitely has something for you. Join me for each episode as I talk to a different person of color about their own unique study abroad or other international learning experiences. 
You'll hear from people like my cousin who went to Peru. <laughs> I was trying to touch their head. <laughs> I was trying to find me some Peruvian bundles. <laughs> no, you weren't. No, you were not. <laughs> I was. I was. And my other cousin who went to the UK. For about 48 hours, I was in England with no passport, no money, mm-hmm. uh, no, no, no nothing. And, and graciously, a complete stranger found my pouch with all of my stuff in it found my email address, emailed oh. me, and then told me to come back and get my stuff, and everything was intact. And plenty of other people I'm not related to, <laughs> like a boxer who studied manga in Japan. He gave me his card, and it said he graduated from Kyoto Sekai University. I was like, oh, oh my god, that's my, my dream university. I've always wanted to go there. That's amazing. Yeah, this is complete happenstance. This right. is complete. The next day, he sent me a Facebook message. Yo, I just talked to my professor. Uh, are you free on Monday? Like, hell yeah, I'm free all money. Uh, (laughs) And an entertainment expert who went to college on a cruise ship. The people, the music, er everything was just off the chain. So, yeah, Brazil was like my number one. Thanks, Beyonce. Thanks (laughs) for waking me again. (laughs) Hear their stories and many more by listening to Young, Gifted, and Abroad. Available on younggiftedandabroad.com and wherever podcasts are. All right, all right. Time to put some thank yous out there. I uh, put these in subcategories. So first we're going to start out with uh, messages that I've received regarding the show. One of my favorite things is to receive messages you know, DMs, emails from listeners telling me what they think about the show. And so first I want to acknowledge Tura out of Arizona, who uh, back in um, October of 2020, so last fall, reached out to me to say how how much she enjoyed the show and how it was helping her get through the pandemic, um, with not being able to travel and whatnot. And she was going through this podcast catalog and, and wanted to know more about me so was asking me about myself as well and you know we had a little back and forth and even though Tura started out as just a listener reaching out to say something nice which I really appreciate I ended up having her on the show to talk about her time in uh, Germany uh, specifically Berlin and also in Dublin Ireland Um, and that was episode 72 But I, again, just want to thank Tura for reaching out in the first place back in the fall and saying all the lovely things that she said. It really means a lot that you took the time to do that. So thank you. And the other person, as far as messages go, that I wanted to thank is Adam, who is a study abroad advisor at a university out in California. He emailed me in January of this year. Just as I was getting back in the swing of things with Young, Gifted, and Abroad, I received an email from him telling me how much he enjoys the show, how much the insights that are offered in the show are valuable to international educators. You know, basically saying I was I was putting out information that international educators need in the field. And so that uh, was so affirming to me <laughs> to hear from one of the professionals that <laughs> that Young, Gifted, and Abroad has something valuable, um, is, is providing something valuable in the world. Not that I didn't know, but you know, it's nice to hear it sometimes. So thank you, Adam, for that email you sent. Uh, 
once again. I appreciate you taking the time to do that. Uh, next subcategory in this <laughs> gratitude section of the episode is for um, features and or collaborations that I was able to do in the past year. In chronological order, I want to start by saying thank you so much to Ashley and Brittany from Black Girl Film Club. It's a movie review podcast and movie review podcasts are my absolute favorite to listen to. So the fact that they had me on their show um, to talk about The Lion King, which is my favorite movie, it just felt like almost like a dream come true. I don't know if that's too dramatic to put it that way, but I really had such a fun time with y'all. I love the work that y'all do. Um, and that and that episode came out in September of 2020. So yes, thanks again to Ashley and Brittany from Black Girl Film Club. It was so nice getting to meet y'all and I am still um, as big a fan as I was before y'all invited me on the show. I'm probably an even bigger fan now. So <laughs> thank you so much. Next, I want to say thank you to NB, who was the guest on episode 54 of this podcast. But what I'm thanking her for today is for including me in her short audio story project called Animalia. This was a story that was released in October 2020 by a podcast company called Studio Ochenta as part of their series called Ochenta Stories. And Animalia, the story that NB created, envisions how animals might have reacted to the pandemic, especially with humans not being around as much. And she was so gracious as to uh, cast, I guess that's the, the right word? Cast sounds so formal, but yeah, she casted me as um, the raven in that story. So I got to, to put on a voice and bring this character to life in both the English and French versions of the story. So it was so fun and so uh, exhilarating to be able to use two of my languages in the same project. And I just really appreciate NB so much for thinking of me and including me. It was a new challenge that also ended up being really fun. And as far as features and collaborations go, last but not least, I mentioned them at the beginning of this episode, but once again, I want to thank Diverse International Women of Color for having me help review study abroad applications. And I want to thank the Why We Wander podcast for having me on as a guest. Both of those opportunities have culminated this month in June, 2021. So thanks to them as well. My next subcategory of people I want to express gratitude toward are people who have been integral and or uh, just very supportive <laughs> when it comes to this third year of Young Gifted and Abroad coming about. So first I want to thank my mom. She is my favorite person, my forever favorite person, the forever MVP of Young Gifted and Abroad, even though she... Uh, doesn't listen to this podcast <laughs> which is totally fine I'm only mentioning it because it's funny that's all <laughs> um, she's uh, incredibly supportive in many other ways uh, so I just want to thank her for being who she is thank you ma I love you so much and I appreciate everything that, that you are to me I also want to thank my quote-unquote associate producer, Julia. Uh, 
um, aka my dog, <laughs> my lovely red-nosed pit bull, Julia. She does an excellent job of napping and snoring and, and wandering around the house while I am editing. Uh, so, you know, obviously a very dedicated, very reliable member of this team, this one woman team. I'm, I'm joking, but uh, yes, thanks to Julia for being a source of comfort, source of laughter, and being um, an affectionate dog who um, just does whatever she want to do. <laughs> uh, next, I want to thank Proletar or Proletaire, who is a beat maker out of Toulouse, France. He created the music that I've been using as background music for Young Gifted and Abroad. He did not create the music specifically for me, but he's aware that it's a part of this podcast and has been letting it rock. Um, since I started in 2018, so I greatly appreciate him for that, for his talent and for his uh, graciousness. I also want to thank Morgan Davis, who is a longtime friend of mine, one of my best friends. She designed the logo for Young Gifted and Abroad and set the color scheme as well. I say Morgan Davis, but her when it comes to her design stuff, she goes by Morgan Eliz. Thanks, Morgan, for designing the logo and creating um, something that's so crucial to the visual element of this podcast. Um, I appreciate your talent and your friendship. And I also want to thank my friend Marley. I met Marley in college and we've become really good friends. Uh, actually became better friends after graduating, but I think the pandemic... Uh, led to us getting a lot closer and, and talking, you know, at least on a weekly basis. And I think that has really helped each of us mutually to get through the past year and some change. So, yeah, thanks, Marley, for hearing me out. And also thanks for being a guest. Marley was also a previous guest on the podcast on episode 19 of Young Gifted and Abroad. So, you know, thank you, Marley, for your participation, your support, and your friendship. And then I also want to thank two people who sent guests my way during this past year. Uh, most of the guests that I have featured during this third year of the show were people that I either found and reached out to myself or they uh, found and reached out to me. But there are two uh, really great exceptions that I am grateful for. So I want to thank Sho, a friend of mine who was also a guest on episode 71. Uh, I want to thank them for putting me in touch with Wendy, who became the guest on episode 79. Thanks for making that connection show. Appreciate your participation, your support, and your friendship as well. And then I also want to thank Deja, whose words I read earlier. I want to um, thank her. She was guest on episode 74, and I guess she had such a great time, you know, talking to me about her experiences that she wanted to send other people my way and so she put me in touch with Jasmine who became the guest of episode 80. So thank you again Sho and Deja for referring people to me and uh, trusting me enough with your friends to <laughs> to um, advise them to, to spend some time chatting with me. I really appreciate that. And of course, I want to thank every single one of you listening right now for listening to the show, whether you're just 
checking out the show for the first time and this is the first episode of Young Gifted and Abroad you've ever heard or you're a casual listener and only listen every now and then or only to the episodes about the specific places you're interested in um, or even if you're someone who's listened since the beginning and has heard every episode whatever kind of listener you are I appreciate you I'm grateful for you I genuinely hope that you have been enjoying what you've been hearing on the show and that you've been receiving some sort of positivity or insight or even entertainment from what I've been putting out and the people I've been featuring on the show. And um, yeah, I just hope you continue to stick around and, and listen to what's to come. And then last but not least, I have to thank all of my guests from this third year of Young Gifted and Abroad. And those people are Gabby, Kristen, Sutanya, Nicole, Paige, Yesel, Angelon, Amanda, AJ, Sho, Tura, Christine, Deja, Tierra, Patrick, Concepcion, Edward, Wendy, and Jasmine. Oh my gosh. Thank you all so much for for your time. I don't take for granted how much trust it takes to sit with a stranger because uh, I know I am um, or at least was a stranger to most of y'all <laughs> when I reached out to y'all to be guests on the show. So I don't take for granted the amount of trust it takes. I don't take for granted uh, you all setting aside your time and, and being open to answering the questions that I had for each of you. Um, you know, it hasn't just been about getting all the details of you all study abroad experiences. It's also about sharing a moment between people, having a good laugh. Every single episode I managed to laugh at, at something that you all have said. Like you have brought me so much cheer in our conversations and I just really thank you so much for being guests on this third year of Young, Gifted, and Abroad. Y'all are amazing, and I hope you know that, truly. So thank you for your time and your generosity. All right, so that was uh, the second part, the gratitude portion of this episode. (laughs) And uh, we're going to close this anniversary episode, this anniversary celebration with a lesson that I have learned uh, that I want to share with you all. Uh, So something that has become ever clearer to me is that you can't always plan or schedule rest. Sometimes rest is required regardless of whether it fits into the schedule that you have set in your mind. (laughs) I say this because, um, as I mentioned, I have been on a break, for the most part, a break from interviewing since February, uh, with, you know, two exceptions. And I've been on a complete break from doing anything podcast-related or putting anything out since mid-May. And that was not when I started getting back into the groove with Young Gifted and Abroad at the beginning of this year. That was not in the plan. Um, (laughs) I usually am active all year, January through November, interviewing people, putting out new episodes, and then 
basically take off for the entire holiday season. So from November to January. And then sometime in January, I'm back at it again. I certainly don't take any a break of this sort that I'm currently on um, in the middle of the year. But I was feeling like it was necessary. Uh, what with... Um, how does that song go? With Solange talking about she's weary with the weight of the world. Or is it the ways of the world? But if you listen to Solange, you know what I'm talking about. That's how I was feeling. I was, I was feeling kind of heavy with all the stuff that has been happening since March 2020, at least. And I just felt like it was time to step away for a little bit. And I know a month or what is it? A month and a half from mid-May to early July does not sound like a lot of time, but... Considering that I wasn't planning for it, it is a considerable amount of time to me. But I feel like it's worth it. I feel it felt like it was necessary. So I say all that to say that uh, you might have plans to to rest or to take a break at a certain time. But sometimes you don't get to decide that. Sometimes your body decides for you. Sometimes your intuition decides for you when things just don't feel right. You know, sometimes circumstances decide for you that it's time for you to sit down. It's time for you to lay down. It's time for you to lean into ease and take your hand off of some things for a while. So uh, when that happens, I would suggest that you listen to those inclinations and take however much time you need. Let that time for, for recuperation take as long as it needs to take. Yeah, I guess that's the lesson that I've learned that I wanted to share with you all today. But I also wanted to leave you with a few recommendations, if I may. <laughs> um, these recommendations are specifically for any black people listening right now, especially in terms of taking time to honor who we are and all the things and all the people that have gone into shaping who we are as black people. If you have a Netflix account, or if you can access a Netflix account, that's none of my business, <laughs> but if you can access Netflix somehow, I wanna recommend two documentaries to you that I feel like go hand in hand. First is a film called In Our Mother's Gardens. It was directed by Chantrell P. Lewis. And it's about the relationships between black mothers and black daughters. I watched it with my mom on Mother's Day and it was very moving. And again, it's just, just looking at mother-daughter relationships from various points of view, from various kinds of black American women and, and also women from the Caribbean and women from Africa with an emphasis on women trying to become their fullest most whole selves and also with an emphasis on um, reverence for our ancestors each person interviewed in this documentary when they introduce themselves they say my name is such and such daughter of such and such daughter of daughter of you know so really emphasizing that matrilineal heritage and i just think that's so powerful so First recommendation, like I said, is In Our Mother's Gardens. My next recommendation is a docu-series that's called High on the Hog, uh, which is hosted by 
Stephen Satterfield and based on a book by Dr. Jessica B. Harris. And that show is about African and Black American food traditions and how those food traditions are essential and I believe the show argues foundational, uh, fundamental to American cooking, American food as we know it today. They do, for the first episode, they do this gorgeous, gorgeous episode shot in Benin or Bena uh, where they talk about where specific items that are part of what black people are known to eat, like soul food or southern food, uh, however you want to call it, where specifically a lot of those foods come from um, originating in West Africa. And I think that episode does a phenomenal job of setting up what follows in the rest of the series from an informational standpoint, um, kind of tracking geographically where these different um, practices um, and ingredients and styles of cooking are coming from, but also from an emotional standpoint, thinking about the people who came before us on slave ships and what they brought with them. Once again, that's high on the hog and in our mother's gardens. So, you know, feel free to watch them back to back or space them out if you want, but I truly recommend watching each one with the other in mind because I feel like they feed into each other and um, they really do celebrate us as a people, which I think is so beautiful. And uh, this is just come to me now as I'm talking, but I guess another recommendation that I will give that is kind of random, but um, you know, maybe if you're looking for a little levity, maybe try reading a romance novel. Um, <laughs> romance and YA are genres that I have always uh, felt like I was too good for. I was too sophisticated of a reader for those kinds of things. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. I, I think back in, I think it was 2019, I took a chance on The Wedding Party, which is a book written by Jasmine Guillory, and was so impressed with it. And pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed reading this genre that I had always felt was beneath me. Sorry, but that's, what, that's how I, I used to feel. That, you know, since, since reading that book, I, um, you know, I've been dabbling a little bit more and I don't know, someone who doesn't really think about love or relationships very much, it's kind of refreshing to read books that are focused on that. There's a lot more in there than you might think. And it's like if you're just trying to read something that is entertaining or it's just about feeling good during times when it's hard to feel good, you know, romance novels might do the trick for you. I don't know. Oh, I know this is really random. I hope I don't regret putting this out there later. But hey, it is what it is. So yeah, try reading a romance novel. Like I said, um, The Wedding Party by Jasmine Guillory is really good. I just finished If I Don't Have You by Sarita Domingo, and that was, that blew my mind. Um, <laughs> and now I'm currently also reading Love in Color by Bolu Babalola. So give it a try. <laughs> and now that I feel like I've gotten sufficiently off course, let me go ahead and close out this 
anniversary episode of Young Gifted and Abroad. Um, thank you once again for listening. Like I said, I'm still on my break. I still plan on coming back in July. But if that changes, I will let you all know. I will leave you all by saying it's officially been three years of Young Gifted and Abroad. And I'm looking forward to moving toward year four. And uh, however long it is destined for me to continue doing this podcast. But in the meantime, I encourage you all to please embrace joy and softness and rest wherever you can find it. Thank you so, 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 so much for listening and talk to you next time.